That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you are listening to Talk Cricket, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject. While enjoying adult beverages. Yes. <laughs> I'm Carrie. I'm Kay. <sighs> it's been a long couple days. <laughs> yes, it has. If you follow us on Instagram, you saw our very our lovely long story. Um <laughs> That we we watched the Ted Bundy movie last night. Well, today, last night. Yeah. When this airs, it will be Friday. <laughs> Friday. Yeah. And it's three in the afternoon and we're already drinking because mm-hmm. it's five o'clock somewhere. It is indeed. And we have to, <laughs> we have to catch up. <laughs> we're having a power catch up session. So, um, but uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed our little bonus episode that we put up. I know it wasn't. A lot. Um, it wasn't very long, and I did I did not edit it at all because I just wanted to get the inform. We just wanted to get the information out there, yeah, um, in real time about that um, about that show. Um, so definitely head over and check that out real quick if you're interested um, in you know separating fact from fiction, and um, <laughs> which is what we do here. Yes, all the time, and definitely. You know, we've done that in previous episodes where we've talked about how it's important to make sure that you do the research when things are presented as true stories and make sure you know what's actually real. And um, that one is definitely no um, exception. So, um, <laughs> um, When they say that while it's based on true events, some things have been dramatized, they are 1000% correct about the dramatization. That is 100% true. <laughs> um, however, you know who did an incredible job. And did not have to embellish much. Oh, God. We're the makers of extremely... What is it? Extremely wicked. Incredibly vile and... Or incredibly evil and vile. shockingly evil and vile. Yes, the longest name of a movie in the history of movies. But my God, you guys, it was so good. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile. There we go. (laughs) It was released on Netflix on Friday. And, um... We decided to watch it together. Oh, wait. No, wait. We have one coming out before this. So, last Friday. (laughs) When this is released, it'll be last Friday. (laughs) Yeah. We're trying to get ahead today. We're recording two episodes. And we're we're recording again on Tuesday. Yes. And we're day drinking. Yeah. It's fine. We're not alcoholics. balmy 68 degrees here in western Kentucky. Um, (laughs) I just always feel damp. Yeah. Yep. That's another thing I hate about spring and summer. I just feel damp. So humid and sticky. Yeah. My door has swelled shut. So we are trapped in this recording studio (laughs) for the entire day. Um, (laughs) And... Uh, I texted our friend uh, Kita, who listens to this regularly. Hi, Kita, love, love you. you. Uh, I texted her while I was at work yesterday, and I was like, I just feel damp. <laughs> like, I took a shower this morning, and I didn't have time to dry my hair, but my whole body feels damp. And everything, like, everything just feels wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that part in Tangled where he's like, I don't know about you, but overall, it just smells like the color brown. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so definitely go check out that movie. Not sponsored by it at all, but it was definitely no. for those of you who are true crime, crime fans and Zac Efron fans and Lily oh. Collins fans and Jim Hetfield, James Hetfield, James Hetfield fans and Jim Parsons fans. Yes, Jim Parsons and he was incredible. John Malkovich and he, is he allowed to keep talking? Yes. <laughs> oh, it was so good, you guys. It was so good. And you know, they didn't have to embellish much because so much of it was documented that. Yeah. 
that story is crazy you yeah. know oh it's it was so good zach efron did a beautiful job everyone did a beautiful job it was just it was perfect it was everything yeah. i wanted it to be and you know what I know that it didn't show the killings, but I, I, I don't think I wanted it to show the killings. No. I This was the part of the story that I was fascinated by, yeah. was his mask. That's the part that we're all... We're you know, all deeply into, because yes. it can it can literally be anyone mm-hmm. and rule. I mean, she was fooled by it she for a, a long time. She was a true crime author and investigator. Yeah. And was completely fooled. Yeah. I mean, he... He was just so smug mm-hmm. and arrogant. And he just talked a lot. Yeah. And I think... And I think that's one of the things that got him in trouble, is he talked too much. Yes, he talked too much, and he rehearsed it a lot. Yeah. He kept saying the same things over and over again. Every time he got pulled over, he said the same thing and did the yep. same little routine of trying to find his wallet. Yep. And, y- you know, he always got out of the car yeah. when he got pulled over, because he didn't want anyone to see that the the door was disengaged yeah the passenger door handle was gone and yeah that he had a kill kit in the back seat and you know and just ugh, and he told his poor girlfriend that he ran stop signs yeah and that's why he was arrested and she's like how many stop signs did you run <laughs> <laughs> your did you run shot, like three thousand your like? mugshot is in the paper <laughs> oh it was bad poor liz yeah poor liz she was beautifully played oh by she Lily was. collins and i you know and i think i get why his ex-fiance wasn't a part of the story. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Liz knew about her. You know, it's like... Well, she, she wasn't... She also has been in witness protection and stuff. Yeah. And, like, her, everything in publications is a pseudonym and... Yeah. Because people would blame her. Oh, yeah. People would go and kill her. Yeah. Be, to avenge his victims. It's just... Yeah. I'm really surprised his daughter is still alive, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But they did. They um, if you guys saw our Facebook story, they um, they they put a list of his known victims up at the end. They they honored all of their names, honored all of his victims very yes. beautifully, mm-hmm. and um, just really did a great job. Just really did a great job. Yeah, it was just it was just great. The they did show one murder kind of. They showed the start of one, yeah, and then yeah. Th- there were a few crime scene photos that popped up. Yeah, for that a were minute that were a lot. Yeah, um, and because you have to remember, I mean, that has to come up. I yeah, mean, he was one of the most terrifyingly b- brutal serial killers of all time. Oh like, yeah, the girl that played Carol was awesome as well. Not yeah. Carol Ann, the witness that yeah. escaped from him. Yes, she was a badass. She was, she looked just like, she looks just like the lady too. Yeah. It just, it was really great. So if you guys haven't watched the, um, the Netflix miniseries first, they did a little documentary series. It's like four episodes long. Watch that first so that you can see his mannerisms and you get all of that information first and then you can go in and know what's accurate and you can see how brilliant all the performances are. You can really appreciate that. So Oh, Zach Efron is so dreamy. He truly is. <laughs> and like, I, I kept looking at Carrie and going, I hate that he's a murderer. I know. Like, <laughs> I hate that he chose to play this part. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's doing so well. Yeah. Oh, he did such a good job. I just, I really want to watch it again tonight. Yeah. But I probably won't because it's a lot to absorb. But yeah. it was so good. We kept having to stop because <laughs> it was just... 
Oh, we we lot. had like three shots. We did. Yeah, we had to take breaks. Yeah, which you guys saw. <laughs> um, but. I don't know. All in all, it was a wonderful evening. Like, we were going to have more people over, and then people weren't able to join us, but I think it worked out great. Yeah. Honestly, because we it were was... able to stop and discuss and be nerdy and... Yeah. It was a nice time for us to be able to, like, kind of hang out with you guys, too, while we did it. Yeah. And, um, we're hoping that we're going to do more of that. Um, we yeah, want definitely. you guys to kind of know who we are and... Yeah. Um... We're not drunk all the time. No, but that's probably the way you'll see us the most. Because yeah. <laughs> this shit is heavy. It is. This yeah. shit is bananas. B A N A N A S. This shit is <laughs> bananas. <laughs> um. So today we are not talking about Ted Bundy, though. No, we are talking about anti-vaxxers and all the crazy that goes along with it oh god so yeah uh so a lot of my sources um partially came from uh i pulled pretty heavily from memory from episodes of this podcast will kill you that i listened to Mm -hmm. mostly the smallpox episode and their measles episode which is fascinating um it's really cool i love the way they present their um their information because they'll talk about the virus itself and then they'll go into history yeah. and where it originated and how it affected the plot of history. And it's mm-hmm. insane to me how disease plays more of a role in our history than war. Wow. Like it's crazy. Like smallpox yeah. helps to bring about the fall of the Roman empire. Oh, the plague helped to bring about the end of like class systems and things yeah. like that. Like you know, it's that, just, you it's know what crazy. I read. I read a story about that and language in one of my high school classes. It affected yeah. language because so mm-hmm. much of the upper class died and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so then English rose, yeah, which was a peasant language. Mm-hmm. And, and it just you know it's it, it's nuts. It That's was, fascinating. It's super nerdy. The the plague episodes are my favorite. <laughs> actually, the ones about the Black Plague. Yeah. Um, uh, while we're plugging other podcasts, yes, I do want to give a quick shout out to True Crime Recaps. Yes, because we listened to the Delphi episode today while we were Um, on our way to take my dog for a walk yes (laughs) holy shit amy you're a queen yes and it was awesome we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves you guys go check her out they're little 30 minute episodes and she does a brilliant job giving lots of detail she's super funny oh yeah super fun i just want to hang out with you all the time yes we should totally uh do a crossover yeah Um, (laughs) if you can help us figure out how to long distance record yeah Um, (laughs) so um a lot of my my, like i said a lot of my a lot of my podcasts a lot of my (laughs) a lot of my podcasts a lot of my podcasts a lot of my research came from this podcast will kill you i also used um i found a really good article from globalcitizen.org um, and of course, um, just, you know, good old fashioned Google search for definitions of things. So, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, so a lot of this is my own writing. A lot of this is borrowed in facts, but, um, we'll have all of our sources posted and, um, just want to reiterate that neither of us are doctors. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> neither of us are scientists. And if you want more information on things like herd immunity and the way vaccines work, definitely go check out this podcast will kill you because they give in a lot of really good detail and they make it really easy to understand. Um, and they also will scare the living shit out of you because you will realize that if any of those vials of smallpox gets out, we're all fucking doomed and that will be the end of the world, not nukes. So, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> because not everyone is even eligible for that vaccine. Yeah. 
Like, I have eczema. I can't get that vaccine. Oh, wow. Josh and I are both screwed. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm not going to give you more smallpox episodes, because I have any more smallpox facts, because we're not talking about smallpox. But yeah, <laughs> that it just it's fresh in my mind because I listened to it for research. So I just... <laughs> Oh, it's a scary world. So um, what is an anti-vaxxer? Let's start with a definition. Yes. So an anti-vaxxer, it's a noun. For a stupid person. (laughs) That wants to kill everyone. It's an informal noun (laughs) for a a person who is opposed to vaccination, typically a parent who does not wish to vaccinate their child. And here it is used in a sentence. Experts say several diseases that are avoidable are making a comeback due to anti-vaxxers who refuse to vaccinate their kids. That's in the Google (laughs) definition. (laughs) I love it. Thank you, Google. Thank you, Google. You're the best. We love you. We wouldn't have a livelihood without you. We Um, don't have a livelihood. Not yet. Yet. We're manifesting it. Yeah. We have to make our vision Vision board board. today. Yes. Okay. So... Why is the question here? Yeah. I think. Why? That's the biggest question is why are parents knowingly withholding their children from vaccination? They're part of what's called the anti-vaxxer movement. Uh Uh-huh. Anti-vaxxers believe there's a connection between vaccination and autism as well as other brain disorders despite there being... No No scientific evidence supporting that theory. The guy who published that lost his medical license. Uh huh. Because it was. Oh, I'm gonna incorrect. I'm gonna get there. Let me get there. Yeah. Um. So I want to reiterate this one more time. Um. No scientific evidence. Yeah. None. If vaccinations led to autism, we'd all be autistic. All of us were vaccinated. Mm hmm. In our generation, we were all vaccinated. This was all before the anti-vaxxer movement. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I didn't get the cervical cancer vaccine or whatever it is, the HPV vaccine, but that's because it was new and I don't trust new things very well. <laughs> and it's also to do with your reproductive system and Yaz had just come out and all that stuff. And so it scared yeah. me because Yaz is really bad for you. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that a little bit in our um, opiate episode. I touched on Yaz for just a second. We were talking yeah. about side effects and it's not cool. So, you know, like it just, I was scared and so I didn't get it, mm-hmm. but it'll be fine. I have, that's not something I can, you know, I mean, HPV is something I can pass around, I guess, but I just sleep with one dude. So yeah. it's fine. Like, <laughs> I'm not worried. If I was single, maybe I'd be a little scared, but you know, um, I'm also just not li- really wired for casual sex. So yeah. I don't really feel like I need to worry about it that much. I'll just be safe. Uh-huh. Um, so the, this actually has a much longer history than I thought, um, I always thought that these radical beliefs started sometime in the 90s, but it Mm -hmm. actually began way back with the first smallpox vaccine. Of course it did. Which, um, if you don't know anything about the smallpox vaccine, that was the first vaccine we ever got. Yeah. Um, And it is not a dead virus. Like, most vaccines now are a killed off or a mild version of the virus itself. Yeah. This is an actual live other virus that you are infected with. Your body fights. It's it's isolated to a single pock on your arm and then your body fights that off and you're able to then, you're able to then, your immune system is then able to mirror that effect if you come into contact with smallpox and kill it off before you get hurt, get sick. Oh, wow. And I hope that that's correct. <laughs> that's my layman's English major term, uh, <laughs> 
explanation of how vaccines work, but um, <laughs> the, the mortality rate for people who get the vaccine is like 2%, mm-hmm. and the mortality rate for people without it when smallpox was a big deal was like 30 to 60. I mean, it was wow. nuts. It killed everyone. It was crazy. Um, it was almost as almost as bad as the plague. Wow. Smallpox was, especially when it came to, you know, conquer, conquering and colonization because yeah. they used it as biological warfare yeah. against the natives. Um, it brought the entire Aztec empire to its knees. It All the Incas, everybody in, in Central and South America, all the natives down there. Yikes. We're given smallpox br- blankets. It's it's not great. So um, mm-hmm. so smallpox China, blankets. China, yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's real depressing. <laughs> um, China developed a smallpox vaccine in t- in tenth century BC because, of course, <laughs> it took almost two thousand years for Europe to catch up. Oh yeah. Um. Obviously. And de- but you know. Never, never, ever. China's always ahead of us. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's well, be real. China also closed themselves off from everyone That's for true. thousands of years, which was intelligent. That's true. They probably just should have <laughs> kept it closed. We all should probably <laughs> just close ourselves off. Just close it. Just let's all hide in a bomb shelter together. Yeah. Um, so um, it, it took almost 2000 years for Europe to catch up and develop a, vac- a vaccine in the 1700s. Of course. Um, and wouldn't you know it, this was met with resistance because, of course, no one likes change. Because no. if the Lord wanted you to not die of smallpox, <laughs> you wouldn't have gotten smallpox. Yeah. You got smallpox because you worship Satan. Yes. Because you did something to piss off the Lord. Um, <laughs> um, it's really crazy, though, you guys. Like, seriously, go listen to that podcast because you will see the more you study infectious diseases the more they almost are self-aware entities like it's crazy yeah that's freaking me out how like rabies gets into your salivary glands and forces you to be afraid of water because it sits and nests in your throat and if you drink water it'll flush the disease out like what michael that's irrational yes michael (laughs) that's irrational it's it's crazy yeah uh, just oh these things these things are scary and they're real and i'm gonna get into that a little bit more later but um so i this was of course met with re- resistance um i know that this isn't totally the same as what we have going on today uh people of course didn't know what germs were or how immune systems work like we do today um they didn't understand that by infecting you with a similar virus your immune system remembers how to fight that virus and then applies it to the worst virus so with smallpox it was cowpox um they would infect you with cowpox your body would fight it off and then when you come into contact with smallpox your body recognizes it and kills it before you get infected it's so cool that's awesome it's so cool so um i'm super bushing butchering this but um (laughs) i think that's kind of the basic concept um so I'm telling you, after you listen to this podcast, we'll kill you. You will be so thankful that your parents vaccinated you when you hear about how awful all of these illnesses actually are. Oh, yeah. Um, in listening to that podcast and in my research, uh, the conclusion that, I draw, that I've drawn is, and this is purely my own opinion here, um, but it's hard to be afraid of these diseases that we get vaccinated for because most of us have never seen these illnesses in, va- in action. Yeah. Um, there's so many people that are like, why get my kid the chicken pox vaccine? He can just get chicken pox and it's more effective, which is true. But you cannot apply that to measles and mumps and rubella. No. The MMR vaccine 
You guys, measles is fucking terrifying. I don't want anything to do with measles. My children will be vaccinated. Uh-huh. But we're not playing. We're not no. playing the game. No, absolutely not. You guys, go listen to that measles episode. Measles, if you get measles, not only do you get ridiculously sick, but it shuts down your entire immune system. Yeah. It's not like chicken pox, but worse. It shuts down your entire immune system. You can, it'll attack your lungs. You can have respiratory infections and respiratory illnesses for the rest of your life. It wipes out your immune system and erases your immune system's memory. So anything that you've been vaccinated for previously or developed immunity to before previously is completely gone. And you're starting from square one and you are now immunocompromised. And now because you have measles, you are susceptible to other things. Yeah. Yeah, if you get the flu, the flu, you might die. It's also horrifically contagious. Yeah. So contagious. It has a really long incubation period. You're contagious during that entire incubation period. It's like two weeks. And everyone you come into contact with has like a 60% chance of getting it. Oh, my goodness. Or something crazy like that. I don't know what the exact number is. I just pulled that out of my butt. But it's a really high percentage. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also contagious for like a week after you are not symptomatic anymore if you get through it. Wow. It's crazy, you guys. The MMR vaccine is no fucking joke and everyone needs to get it. It doesn't fucking cause autism. Okay, so um, so anyway, so back to what I was saying. So um, it's hard to be afraid of these diseases that we get vaccinated for because most of us have never seen them in action. Um, so it's just a boogeyman concept to us right now. Yeah. At least here in the USA where we're very lucky. Yeah. But there have been measles outbreaks here in the United States recently yep. because of these idiots. And yeah, I'm going to call you an idiot. You're a fucking idiot. Yep. You deserve to get measles and die. But like, like keep that shit contained because yeah. like, <laughs> um, no vaccine is 100%. So um, yeah, a lot of these are running rampant in third world and second world countries, which is really sad because a lot of these illnesses have animal hosts and things like that, which makes them yeah. we can't eradicate them like we have smallpox, like smallpox we've eradicated because it doesn't have animal hosts. Yeah. So if no one has it. It, do- it doesn't exist, yeah. you know? It only exists in labs. Um, I'll bet these peop- those people would kill. Those people in third world, th- second and third world countries where these diseases do exist, those people would kill for something that would keep their children from dying of the measles, measles or rubella. Yeah. And yet our privilege is what's making us blind. Um, your privilege is showing. <laughs> um, also, if you want to see the measles in action, go watch the fourth season of Outlander. <gasps> no there's a measles outbreak because that 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 show has a medical basis she's yeah. a, she's a nurse and so of course there's a measles outbreak in like a neighboring town it's hamlet yeah. and it's raining true i think it's raining yeah i hear it Ooh, it's raining a lot and it's winding oh it's winding it's winding and raining yeah <laughs> <laughs> and my gutters need to be cleaned they're uh-huh. gushing okay um so let's get to let's get into some modern issues. Yay! Modern issues. So first um, world problems. <laughs> yes. Well, not really even that. It's all <laughs> the problems. It's all the it's worldly problems, <laughs> global problems. Um, so this is from that global. What was that sourcing in? That globalcitizen.org article that I found called "Everything You Need to Know About the Anti-Vaxxer Movement." Cool. Or, no, everything you need to know about anti-vaxxer. The anti-vaxxer. I think it's everything you need to know about the anti-vaxxer movement. Um, it's a the, really good article. And there's a really cool video on there about how herd immunity works. I put some pictures in. Cool. So you can see. And I'll pass this over to you because I did not save them to the drive. 
because I did this at work during my lunch break. I got to read this. Hang on first. Okay. Hang on. So um, <laughs> an estimated 1.4 million children under five worldwide will die each year due to lack of access to vaccines. That's so sad. And there are people that still don't want to fucking vaccinate their children. That's just lack of access. Yeah. 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 But as the anti-vaxxer movement appears on the national stage and documentaries like Vaxxed yeah. gain support from movie stars like Robert De Niro, the, ris- the risks it poses to the health of the country are no longer hypothetical. Yeah. Uh, the, re- the reduced number of children being vaccinated in the U.S. Oh, this is a quote. Sorry. Quote, the reduced number of children being vaccinated in the, in the U.S. isn't just a problem for those children. Unquote. Said author S.J. Oshlansky. I hope that's how you say your name. Oshlansky. Oshlansky, professor of epidemiology and biostatistics at the University of Illinois at Chicago School of Public Health. Um, Quote, it is a problem for the country because it lowers the herd immunity. Yeah. So you can see in this picture, you can see what happens when 0% are vaccinated. That's blues. Uh So blue people are unvaccinated people. Yellows are vaccinated people. So that's 0%. 50%, 75%, 90%, and 95%. And you can see the immune people. Yeah. And where there's not immune people. Okay. Wow. And then you can see what happens when there's an illness that breaks out. <gasps> when 0% are active, are, are um, you know, vaccinated, vaccinated, 25%, 50, 75, there's like a tiny little blip of red there. Mm-hmm. 90%, there's like, a t- like one or two people that are infected. 95% there's again one or two because not everything is a, is 100% effective but it's not spreading to the entire population oh that makes me sick it's scary the video is really cool though because it shows like it being passed between all the dots and stuff yeah. like that but especially measles something or, or smallpox or you know yeah. the stuff that's highly contagious like that and travels in the air I mean tuberculosis is a great example as well yeah which I don't th- I think there was a vaccine for i can't remember i'm not as familiar with tuberculosis um there's a there's a test that you have to take for it for mm-hmm. um different professions i had to take a had tb to. test i had to several times yeah um when you if you're a teacher you have to yeah um it's horrible they stick a needle under your like right yeah. under your skin and give yeah. you a little bubble and blech, blech. yeah um it just it looks bad it's <laughs> not fun yeah it's not i don't fun. like it um so the gradual chipping away at the community immunity. I love that phrase. The community <laughs> immunity. We should put that on t-shirts. Um, <laughs> support community immunity. Yeah. Um, means that outbreaks could once again become routine and disastrous. I mean, if you think about the Spanish flu and just all that. Oh, Edward God. died of the Spanish flu. Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about that, actually. Um, we all rely on herd immunity to an extent because smallpox and polio have basically been immune, been eliminated. Yeah. We don't vaccinate for these anymore. So we're all immune because everyone, because no one gets it anymore, kind mm-hmm. of. So that's, we have herd immunity there. Um, I think smallpox actually only exists in, I do, well, smallpox only exists in labs now. Um, in, <laughs> In the U.S., in Russia, in India, North Korea, terrible, terrifying, you know, the big world leaders of our, of our world. <laughs> yeah, don't like any of that. All have it. And um, if someone was crazy enough to release it, we would have an apocalypse. Yep. Um, there are too many people. Right we need there. a new plague. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. 
Uh, because no one is immune to it anymore, though. That's yeah. why. The vaccinate, they vaccinated enough people to stop it spreading anymore. But immunity doesn't get passed down genetically. Yeah, no. So it's not like we've all just absorbed the ability to withstand smallpox. That's <laughs> not why it's been eliminated. Yeah. It's because no one can catch it. Because it doesn't have animal hosts, it only passes between humans, and we vaccinated enough people to where it stops, It's it just stops occurring. Yeah. The only outbreak that there has been, was in, there was one in the 70s, because there was a lady, this is pulled from that podcast, from this podcast will kill you, um, I was listening to it while I was working on some stuff, um, and... There was one up ap- one outbreak in the 70s, I think in the United Kingdom, and it was because a woman was working in a building that was also a lab that housed a sample of smallpox and her vent was connected to the lab. And <sighs> one of the tech one of the techs, one of the doctors, I don't know who it was, somebody was working with it and uh-huh. wasn't being very careful and it escaped into the air vent and she was infected and then and because it spread so rapidly you know i think i think maybe 20 people i don't know a lot of people caught it and he ended up killing himself because he felt so responsible oh yeah it was really bad so um shit's no joke y'all um (laughs) like your skin falls off it's not great um so um so because most of us are vaccinated so we're now relying on no one catching it to keep us all safe is the thing with those um, I think polio still exists a little bit. They may have very recently eliminated polio. Yeah. But um, FDR and had that's, polio. That's because I think that vaccine is very cheap to make and yeah. very transportable and very stable. So is the smallpox vaccine. So it was very easy to transport it to other countries and vaccinate on a mass scale. Yeah. Um, not all of them are like that. Yeah. So... Because most of us are vaccinated for measles, mumps, and rubella, which is the MMR vaccine that we all get. Yeah. When we're children. We have to rely on our parents to take us to get that that done. And here's where it's going to get really bad. Yeah. Okay. So, and it's going to make you so angry. Um, (laughs) So, because most of us are vaccinated for those things, the disease isn't able to find a host as easily. Yeah. Um, But because vaccines aren't all 100%. And some people may be immunocompromised, so they can't, which means they're people with immune deficiencies, meaning they have like maybe they have an autoimmune disorder like lupus or Crohn's disease, things like that. Um, Or maybe they are cancer survivors, older, elderly people. There's lots of people who who are immunocompromised or people with mono, um, people who have had measles and now are very vulnerable, people with HIV. they can't be vaccinated. Yeah. And sometimes a small outbreak can occur, but we're able to keep it contained. Yeah. But when lots of perfectly healthy people go unvaccinated, that opens up the disease to a lot of strong hosts. Yep. That can expose many more people to the disease. Yep. Especially when you live in a community of anti-vaxxers. You know, because we all tend to be friends and spend time with people that we have lots in common with. Yeah. And who we have shared beliefs with. Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. So if you're in your entire friend group slash family decide you're not going to vaccinate your kids and you're just going to collectively buy into the this idiocracy and one of your so let's here. This is my question. Is which of your kids are you willing to sacrifice then? Yep. Because it's really fun to say 
that, oh, these are really bad for you and my kids should just have a really strong, we're weakening our immune systems or whatever the fuck they believe. Yeah. Or it causes autism, which isn't the end of the world for fuck's sake. Like, yeah, it, no. And it's not, and it fucking doesn't also. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my question is the same as gun violence. Who are you willing to sacrifice in your life? Yep. Because it's really easy to make that decision when you're distanced from the situation. But then when it hits home for you, then you suddenly become militantly for it. Yep. I've seen it happen many times. Over and over and over again. Um, so, it's a common belief. I'm not some crazy gun nut either, by the way. I do think we need gun control. Just to like clarify, I do think we need oh, some yeah. gun control. But I, I'm married to a hunter. We have guns in our house. I'm not trying to be a hypocrite, but we are safe with our guns. And there are procedures that need to be followed. And there are legal things that need to come into control. Absolutely. We are going to have a whole episode on gun control. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's already on the list. It's on the list. So, um, it's a common belief among... So here it is. This is it. Are you ready? Oh, this no. This is why they believe this. Oh, okay. This is yeah. why they're in it. Yep. It's very similar to the weird circumcision people we saw yesterday. Oh, wonderful. It's a common belief among anti-vaxxers that it's a human rights violation to vaccinate a child because they can't give consent. And I bet those same people ask you what you were wearing when you were sexually assaulted. Exactly. And you know what else? Um... <laughs> We vaccinate kids because they're the most vulnerable to this disease. Yep. Those diseases. And these vaccinations don't last forever. Yeah. You'll find if you, if you, when you listen to this podcast, which makes it even scarier, like the smallpox vaccine isn't just one and done forever. Yeah. You have to keep getting that. You keep, have to keep getting it every few years if you're going to be exposed a lot. So a lot of this, if we're vaccinate, if you vaccinate when they're kids and it stops the spread so easily because kids aren't sanitary, like let's yeah. just be real. Uh, they're they're sticky and they put their hands in dirt and they pick their nose and they pick their butt and you know they yeah. they cough on each other they don't know because they're babies <laughs> you know I mean they don't know when and you so, cough on the hand on the anti vaxxers kid yes <laughs> here you go it's for your immune system this or Dwight does that doesn't he when they're talking about the spread of the flu and he's like I, yeah and then Andy like sneezes on his toast and like <laughs> Jim coughs in his face and oh it's so good. Um, but <laughs> Mama, just killed kids, man. kids are the ones we have to protect from it because that stops the immediate spread at the source. Yeah. And protects the rest of us then. Yeah. Because it's harder to fight things off when you're an adult too. But it's also these, the, these diseases are just no joke. I mean, it's just, it's truly yeah. terrifying. You don't want your kid to have to go through it. I promise you. I promise you. You would probably rather they'll, die than let your kid go through it. They'll be affected and they'll feel the effects for the rest of their lives. Um, so the CDC estimates that more than 21 million hospitalizations and 732,000 deaths among children born in the last 20 years will be prevented because of vaccinations. Yeah. So let's ask ourselves now. Who are these idiots? The anti-vaxxers are mainly parents around the nation who believe that vaccinations are a human rights violation. There's, I don't know how to say this person's name, Guggy, Googie, I don't know, Googie Daily, the blogger, the blogger name of a Missouri mom 
Mm-hmm. And Megan Heimer, a single mother of five, who asks in her blog, has there ever been a single study proving that our current vaccination schedule is safe for children? No, there hasn't. Not a single one. Across the U.S., less than 2% of children entering kindergarten were allowed to forego vaccinations in 2014. But that number could be rising as parents push for broader opt-out measures. A 2013 study by the American Academy of Pediatrics found that 87% of pediatricians were asked by at least one parent in their practice to adjust their child's immunization schedule. Quote, They do not immediately save a life or treat an existing illness. Googie blogged. They are an optional experimental product based on an unproven theory. Informed consenting adults can choose to take them if they want, but it's medical malpractice to force them onto non-consenting children. Can we chop off her hands so So that that she she can't blog anymore? Yeah. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. Or we maybe we could lobotomize her. Um, <laughs> um, this libertarian skepticism courses through the anti-vaccination movement, fueling a range of conspiracy theories. This is where the tinfoil hats come out. Mm-hmm. Even though science soundly supports... I'm going to say this one more time loudly. Science soundly supports vaccines and doctors who work to keep people healthy unambiguously encouraging them and we don't need studies on how effective it is when we can actually see the results exactly they don't need to do a fucking study when have you ever fucking have measles (laughs) i just want to chop off her hands and sew her mouth shut all of the shit that I deal with is from, you know, upbringing trauma and genetics. Yeah. And, you know, like, yeah. fuck you, you paranoid lunatic. Like, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so, maybe chopping off her hands and sewing her lips shut is a little much. That might be much. <laughs> you but saw that, so- that, that preview for Ma. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so furious. Mm-hmm. Because why would you even consider not doing that when it could save your child's life that's yeah that's what i'm saying essential oils can only do so much um (laughs) and i love them like i use them daily yeah um (laughs) the power oh so so this is when we get into it here Mm -hmm. the power of noise oh boy it wasn't until 1998 this is from that global whatever the fuck yeah article we'll, we'll put the sources on yeah Tumblr. it's fine globalcitizen.org yes this was a really good article i was really pleased with it um, there's a lot of information and it was really concise so um beautifully written nice mm-hmm. work i wish i knew the author's name <laughs> did not paste it in so um, <laughs> it wasn't until so good job brad yeah Nice work. Um, (laughs) It wasn't until 1998 that this pseudoscience, and yes, it is a pseudoscience, pseudoscience, pseudo meaning not real, Yeah, found a credentialed spokesman in Andrew Wakefield, a British former gastroenterologist and medical researcher. That year, he published a case series that the Lancet Medical Journal had 
wait, in the Lancet Medical Journal that suggested that the measles, mumps, and rubella MMR vaccines may, quote, predispose to behavioral regression and pervasive development disorder in children, unquote. The paper was received by heavy publicity, and MMR vaccination rates began to drop as concern grew over the link between autism and the vaccine. Of course, because apparently we'd rather our children be dead than be autistic. I also left this link in, because you know how when you read an article, it says, read more. Yeah. And there's like another link to another article. So I yeah. left this one in because I thought it was perfect. Yeah. Read more. Vaccines are so clearly effective. Even Congress agrees they are safe. <laughs> my god congress agrees <laughs> that doesn't happen y'all no it doesn't 100 percent. so um a few months after the publication britain's general medical council revoked wakefield's medical license yes thank god but it was too late misinformation had spread like wildfire with the growing adoption of the internet the movement began to enter the mainstream of course it did you motherfuckers yep in response, the American Academy of Pediatrics first produced a 21-page document in 1999 listing all the studies that clearly show there is no link between vaccines and autism. Yeah. There are studies, plural, <laughs> studies. that they had to then do to prove this idiot a liar. Yeah. I keep hitting the mic because I'm so mad. But... <laughs> <laughs> We're both mad. It's fine. I'm so pissed. Um, <laughs> and I'm also, you know... A little drunk. Pissed drunk. So, any more wine? I really wish Josh would go to the liquor store. Okay. Um, a study of infant rhesus monkeys also showed that vaccination does not produce neurobiological changes in the brain. Also, I just want to throw this out there. Autism is not the end of the world. No, it's not. By the way. Um, it's a very man manageable disorder. Yeah. It also produces a lot of geniuses. So, whatever. Go watch Atypical. Yeah. The best show ever. Um, have you watched it yet? <laughs> no, it's in my Girl, list. It's so good. It's so good. It's a good, it's a really good show for like a sick day. Yeah. It's kind of slow and you just will fall in love with him. You yeah. just want to give him hugs all the time, but you can't because he'll freak out. So um, <laughs> <laughs> he'll lock you in his closet. He'll lock himself in his closet. <laughs> or his, yeah. <laughs> Talk about penguins. He's so sweet. It's so good. I love it so much. And his sister like truly treats him like just a normal person, which yeah. I find really cool. They yeah. still have, like, just a regular relationship. She doesn't treat him as other. And I just... That's was, amazing. It's a beautiful show. Um, so since then, Wakefield, again, the man who had his medical license revoked because he's a fucking liar... Yeah. ...has released a documentary. Oh, of course he did. It's called Vaxxed, From Cover-Up to Catastrophe. Jesus, That Mary was... Joseph. It was almost featured... Uh, I don't remember when this was released, but it, it was. Uh, it says it was almost featured last March in the Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, don't think that was recent. I don't know. I don't remember when this was published, but um. Well, I'm glad it. I wasn't know it was a featured. recent published, but I don't know yeah. if it was this year. So, mm -hmm. um, in the Tribeca Film Festival, when Robert De Niro, a rising face in the community, lobbied for it before deciding to not include the film. God damn it, Robert De Niro. I'm really was never a fan of his, so Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Um just didn't grow up on him. Yeah. Um, mm, whatever. He's okay, I guess. Um <laughs> earlier this month, De Niro and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. participated in a press conference discussing the dangers of vaccine and offered a staggering hundred thousand dollars to anyone who can prove it correct. 
which is unethical yeah that's unethical and um of course I one really, of the entities did i i really need to stress that he's a fucking actor yep he's not a doctor i don't know who the kennedy dude is is that he's a a kennedy yeah he's like an actual politician he's a politician, politician yeah okay so he's not someone who studies diseases or no. vaccines again so neither of these people are fucking credible yeah no is the thing celebrity is one thing but it's you, ce- celebrity in the right place you know what yeah. i'm saying like i would not trust neil degrasse tyson to tell me about the science behind you know what makes a movie <laughs> successful yeah I, but i would trust him to tell me if pluto's a planet or not you yeah. know because that's where he's fucking an expert he's an astrophysicist yeah like, i'm not uh whatever in the same way i would not trust robert de niro to tell me if my child should be vaccinated anyway uh quote i think for them anti-vaxxers it's if there's this much noise about it there must be some truth in it yep nelson branco bronco branco a pediatrician at Greenbrae, California, told the Washington Examiner, quote, The internet is, rep- is replete with anecdotes and misinformation that leads parents to think that vaccines have caused harm. San Diego Dr. Mark Sawyer said to the Senate Health Committee after the 2014 to 2015 measles outbreak in California. If it's on the internet, it must be true. For more information on that, I'll refer you again to this podcast. will kill you. The measles episode. You yeah. will not fucking sleep. Yep. You won't sleep after the smallpox episode either because they're they like it's been eradicated, but everyone fucking has it. And they're like, honestly, we should be more terrified of this than anything else. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, we were going to do a scale. What did she say? We were going to do some sort of scale at the end of our episodes of like zero to midnight or whatever of like where you want to like what level of scared you should be, how scared you should be of this. And she was like, I would say with this one, it's like shitting your pants all the time, constantly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how scared you should be of it. Um, so, quote: What is overlooked by parents is the fact that just because an adverse health outcome occurs in time after a vaccine doesn't mean that the vaccine caused the problem. Yeah, no. In fact, that's almost never the case. There's obviously side effects with everything. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. Sometimes it happens, and it's rare. But it happens. Yeah. However, it's not fucking autism. And it's always some, almost always something that's manageable. Yeah. All right. Here we go. You ready to be even more angry? Yep. I'm almost done. So. <laughs> my margarita is gone. My wine is gone. Josh. All we have is grapefruit beer. And tequila. Straight tequila. Josh. Joshua. Okay. Uh, The future of vaccination. You ready for this? Yeah. You ready for this name I'm about to drop? Yep. I'm glad you don't have a glass to throw. On January 10th, President Trump. (laughs) Oh, fuck you, you big orange turd. Who has doubted the usefulness of vaccines. Met with outspoken vaccine critic Kennedy to talk about the possibility of appointing him as chair of the vaccine safety panel. Kay quits. She quits the podcast. No more. Hang on. No, no, no. I sit down. To, I have to go get water to deal with it. Hang on. You got to sit. You got to listen. You oh got to listen. Yep. I'm hot. Yep. Um, 
Quote, he wants to make sure that we have the best vaccine science <laughs> and the safest vaccine supply that we can have, Kennedy sold sciencemag.org. He is troubled by questions of the links between certain vaccines and the epidemic of neurodevelopmental disorders, including autism. You want to hear the tweet? Oh, God, do I want to hear the You want to hear the tweet? Yes. Healthy young child goes to doctor, gets pumped with massive shot of many vaccines, doesn't feel good, and changes. Autism! Many such cases. (laughs) (laughs) This is who we have in charge of our fucking country, you guys. There's an anti-vaxxer controlling our fucking country. (sighs) When is his, um... Reign of Terror over again? 2020. Oh, shit. Okay, we're close. Um, I knew he was an idiot. I didn't know he was this much of an idiot. He's this much of an idiot. And of Um, course, he would appoint a fucking not-scientist politician. mm -hmm, To be in charge of the vaccine people. Like, what? Oh, God. Just like he appointed a person who didn't go to public school to be in charge of the public school systems. Which is why we're in a crisis Yep, in this country, you guys. Uh, seriously, you guys, we'll have a whole episode about the education system. Have you ever watched Designated Survivor? No, I, it's on my list. Is it good? I, I want to watch it, too, because we that should, dude would probably do a better job. We should book club it. Yep. There's another show that we need to book club. We'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah. Okay, so um, Kennedy admitted to having no formal scientific training. Because he's a fucking politician, not a scientist. Yep. He probably, you know, passed high school biology. Um, (laughs) Quote. Oh, my God. I can't. My background is that I'm an environmental lawyer. He said. I am not a scientist. Then why the fuck? But should the commission be approved, he will look into bringing in scientists with an expertise in toxicology, epidemiology, and public health, which means, um, you know, whatever. Um, but there has there was no mention of consulting a vaccinologist, because why invite someone who might contradict, yeah, your echo chamber, yep, that you're in, yep. At least Congress isn't, you know, on board. Um, yeah. So the reality is, a presidential commission would do little, if anything, to change vaccine policy. Yep. So there is that. That's least. good. And also because it's it's not like a law. Yeah. You know, vaccine is vaccination is still a choice. Um, and honestly, it should be because we, I don't trust big pharma. Yeah. Let's be real. If we start to regulate that and it becomes a law, we open ourselves up to actual danger there. Yeah. But if this kind of shit continues, we're going to have to pass a law. Yeah. It's going to it's going to happen. People are going to get scared and they're going to pass a law. And then who knows what the fuck they're going to put in it. Yep. Is what's scary, you guys. That could be the tracking devices. Exactly. So we (laughs) have, that becomes the big brother thing. And that becomes maybe we all then do become, do get some sort of neurobiological thing put in and we become drones or some shit like that. Thank you, anti-vaxxers. That's where we're going. That's what I'm saying. We all have to fucking be smart and make the right choice. Yep. So that we don't get into that. Mm -hmm. So the real power lies in the states and not the federal government, which can decide which shots a child must have in order to enroll in daycare or school. Which is good. Yes. The bureaucratic power, however, could appoint a new director with a new new agenda. 
the new administration could also, this is all hypothetical, mm-hmm. could also push Congress to decide, uh, sorry, push Congress to change or overturn certain federal vaccine programs, affecting funding and stoking skepticism. For now, those who believe in the overwhelmingly debunked theories, debunked theories of vaccines, remains in the minority. Thankfully, mm-hmm. they're still the minority. Yep. According to the CDC, in the United States, 70, uh, sorry, 95% of children in kindergarten have had vaccines for preventable diseases, including two doses of the MMR vaccine. So you have to get it twice. Yep. Um, it's like a booster. Like it's when you get one and then there's a booster for it. Booster shots. Yeah. Yes. Um, but that figure is not uniform across the country. And top lawmakers recently sent a letter to Congress expressing their unqualified support for vaccines. So, good. that's good. Some state legislatures are trying to stamp out residents' resistance to vaccines. In California, for instance, the state significantly limited the grounds on which a parent could opt out of vaccinating their children. Which well, is good. good. Yeah. Because vaccine. I feel like, no offense, California, we love you. And all of our listeners in California, we love you very much. But mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys would support us in saying that California is the land of the hippies. <laughs> and um, <laughs> therefore, any new movement like that, sometimes a lot of people in California tend to jump on board with that kind of stuff. Because yeah. it's like, oh, new age and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm probably 100% wrong and we just lost half our listeners. But um, <laughs> so California pediatrician Bronco, Branco, Branco, Bronco, um, instituted bingo, bingo, bongo. something, I don't know, um, <laughs> instituted a, a policy in 2012 that stated he will no longer see children. He won't see them. He won't treat them. He will not treat children who haven't received the MMR vaccine by the age of two. He's not accepting patients. That's awesome. Good for him. Yeah. That's the fucking biggest one you guys yeah that well that keeps that out of his office too true yeah to prevent that spread and protect the kids yep um he told the examiner that he understands it's hard for parents to evaluate the evidence when they are hearing so many different anecdotes which is fair yeah but that he wants to keep his other vaccinated patients healthy because like we said vaccines aren't 100 percent mm-hmm but they're better than nothing. Yeah. Let me tell you. Uh, I think people will fixate on the stories, he said. What is what is hard for parents to do is take a step back from the personal story and say, what's the real risk? Yep. And that's my segment. Do we need a break? Yeah, I need a minute. Okay. <laughs> it was a lot. Are you pissed? <laughs> Are you pissed about Trump? Yep. Yeah, he cried. Hey, Cray, y'all. Fuck Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. There's a song called Fuck Donald oh Trump. Oh, my God. I love it. And it's my favorite song. Oh, jeez. Fuck Donald and Trump. And you know what really sucks is that after he's the president and he's no longer the president, he still receives like a six-figure salary for the rest of his life. Of course Because, you know, that's where our tax dollars should go. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Let's get another drink. <laughs> Oh, Lord. All right. Oh, goodness. So we took a little bit of a break. Yes. Because I got very angry. (laughs) I I literally threw the same can twice. (laughs) Yep. Because I needed something to throw. Fair. 
And um, I was looking up cases for this because I thought it would be fun to do a case where a kid had gotten measles because someone was not vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And I found a bunch of those, but they all sounded the same. And none of them had any real names because minors. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead, um, I found this article by an autistic person. Um, her name is Sarah Kerchak. And uh, it's titled, Here's How the Anti-Vaccination Movement Hurts Autistic People. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the anti- I love that. Yeah. Um, the anti-vaccine message is anti-autism too. And that can take a devastating toll. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So this article is written in first person. Um, it is kind of an opinion article just because like this is from her own personal point of view. Mm-hmm. And... I think it's really important to have the point of view of an autistic person in this time of anti-vaccination and and people demonizing that disorder. Yeah, seriously. Um, do it not. It can be really serious, but it's honestly, it's very manageable. Yeah, don't donate to. Um, fuck, I'm gonna forget the name. I've forgotten the name. That's um, important, Kay. Yeah. You just oh, said don't donate to it. <laughs> okay, you're going to find it, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, it's this group that TJ Maxx donates to every year. Um, oh, no. Yeah, it's, and it's really... it's a bad one? It, yeah. Autism Speaks. It is by... It is run by parents who would just really rather their kids be dead. Oh, my God. So, do not donate to Autism Speaks because it is not run by people with autism. It's run by people who do not have autism that are parents of autistic kids that really don't have any idea what it's like to have the disorder. Mm. They only worry about how hard it is for them. Oh. So, do not donate to Autism Speaks. Okay. Uh, if you go to TJ Maxx, don't donate to it. Uh, I have friends that work at TJ, or that did work at TJ Maxx, who um, are in the um, social justice um, community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't ask people to donate? Right. They would just oh, be nice. Like, it, no. Like, that's <laughs> a horrific group. People who have autism hate that group. Oh, that's awful. Like, it, yeah, it's really bad. So does it present it as something debilitating and... Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. And super negative when it's not really... It's just another mental health disorder. Yeah. 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 It's gross. I I mean... um, But anyway, this was posted on health.com. And again, it's by Sarah Kerchak. It's a beautiful little essay. So I'm going to just go ahead and read it. Yes. Uh, When I first heard about the recent measles outbreak in Minnesota, the largest the state has seen in three decades, I started to worry about my well-being and the well-being of people like me. Or maybe it's more accurate to say that I started worrying even more than usual. Mm. It wasn't that I thought I was at any risk of coming down with measles myself. I'm relatively young, relatively healthy, and vaccinated. But I am autistic, a fact that has nothing to do with those aforementioned vaccinations. And I know how harmful the fallout from these outbreaks can be for my community. Mm. Each one comes with yet another round of debates about the non-existent relationship between vaccines and autism and whether or not autism is worse than measles. Seeing your worth (laughs) as a human... (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. Hang on a minute. (laughs) 
whether autism is worse than measles? Yeah. That clearly comes from someone, from a group of people who've never fucking had measles or seen the effects of measles. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's bad. This is going to make me cry, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Um, seeing your worth as a human being debated in this manner becomes more exhausting and demoralizing with each new iteration. I am truly concerned about the significant threat that the anti-vaccination movement poses to the public health. Their decade-long campaign within Minnesota's Somali-American community is directly responsible for the current outbreak there. Oh, no. Yeah. But I am even more troubled by the threat that their message poses to autistic lives. When anti-vaxxers argue that it's better to possibly expose your child to thoroughly preventable and potentially deadly illnesses than possibly give them autism, they're not just threatening the herd immunity that comes with sufficient vaccination rates. They're also perpetuating painful stereotypes about autism that put an already embattled population in even greater danger. I feel so bad for her and I'm so glad that like she has this platform to be able to talk about it because this is a really important side that we don't hear from. Oh, absolutely. Um, The anti-vaccine argument is wrong in both the scientific and moral sense. First, there is absolutely no scientific evidence that vaccines cause autism. The infamous 1998 study linking the MMR vaccine to autism was completely discredited and retracted by the medical journal that published it in 2010, and no other study has been able to replicate the results. Mm -hmm. It's also, at best, callously cruel to suggest that contracting measles is preferable to having autism. I don't say this flippantly. I am well aware that autism comes with many challenges and complications. I face them every day of my life and that our society doesn't offer enough in the way of acceptance and support for this, for us or for our loved ones. But I also know that our lives have meaning and value and being autistic is still infinitely preferable to being dead. Yes. People die of measles. It's Mm -hmm. better than knowingly putting vulnerable people at risk for illnesses that modern science has the power to prevent too. To argue otherwise, To argue otherwise that to willingly expose autistic people, um, sorry, (laughs) I lost my place. No, you're good. (laughs) (laughs) To greater peril than we already face. Uh, This is not hyperbole. Studies have shown that our rates of anxiety, depression, and suicidal ideation are higher than the non-autistic population. While there are many complex reasons for these correlations, I can tell you from personal experience with all of the above that society's negative view and treatment of autism is definitely a factor. Navigating a world that wasn't built for people like us and still offers little in the way of true autism acceptance is hard enough to deal with on a daily basis. Adding the fact that 58 people in counting Minnesota are currently infected with measles because no one wanted a child anything like you only adds to those issues. Oh my god. Knowing that there are people out there who genuinely believe that having a child die of measles is better than having an autistic child is nothing short of devastating. This makes the anti-vaccination message a direct threat to our very lives. The movement also harms us by wasting resources that might otherwise go to actually helping autistic people instead of clinging to a conspiracy that makes people fear us. Absolutely. Yeah. Think of all of those, all of the time, all of the expense, all of... The $100,000 that Robert De Niro and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. put up. That could have gone to... Working autism on autism. awareness yeah. or something, something actually productive and yeah. as opposed to something that's just wasteful. Exactly. 
or could even go towards someone faking a, res- a result for money. Yeah. I mean, that's what scares me because you put that up and someone will claim it. You offer money for someone to prove something that's not ethical. I mean, yeah, it, no. <sighs> mm. Every time the scientific community is forced to prove, once again, that vaccines don't cause autism, that potentially makes or takes the time and effort away from autism-related research that could improve our quality of life. Absolutely. This is such a beautifully written article. She's really a good writer. Mm-hmm. Um, every time autistic people are forced to make arguments like the one I'm making right now, it depletes energy or, quote, spoons that we could otherwise apply to advocating for ourselves in more constructive ways or simply getting through another day. <sighs> and she talks about the $100,000 prize here, too. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine what could be possible for autistic people and their families if, instead of offering a $100,000 prize to anyone who, who can prove that vaccines are safe, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Robert De Niro invested that money in s- services that could improve the quality of the lives they think are so tragically altered by autism. What if someone had addressed the concerns of Minnesota's Somali-American community by trying to improve the diagnosis and treatment of autism in that community instead of preying on their fears? Yeah. Absolutely. Preach, girl. Yes. <laughs> if people And let's hang out and be best friends. Yeah. <laughs> if people put even half the time, money, and activism into helping autistic people that they do into chasing m- conspiracy theories... Wow. Uh, it could change and save lives. That's because if autis- wow, if autistic people and their families were provided with better support and true acceptance, we, c- we would flourish. Mm-hmm. And if we had better outcomes, parents would have a lot less to fear when it came to deciding whether or not they want to trust science and vaccinate their children. They talk about that. A l- they address that a lot in um, Atypical in the new season. That's awesome. About people not accepting them and not like wanting their kids to play with them and yeah. not teaching them. Like when they like when their when their son flipped out because something happened that was a trigger for him and mm-hmm. they stopped inviting him to come over. Oh, so instead of teaching their child to accept instead of teaching our kids to accept these people and accept the, these people who are just as much a part of our community as 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 a neurotypical person is. Yeah, it. It's it's just another disorder. I mean, it's it's just another mental health disorder that we have to learn to accept. And those these are autistic people are the people who make the biggest difference. Yes. in our science, absolutely, in our movies, in in our entertainment, in every area of our lives, because they end up with. And that shouldn't be something we should be afraid of. We should be afraid of not. something that will actually kill us, rather than something that might inhibit our day to day lives yeah. a little. Yeah. Because there's nothing in place to make it easier for people with this disorder. No. Like, e- schools even now lock them away. Yep. Not so much. Not a- not so much. Not where well, I was teaching anyway. They they kind of did at my high school. Well, right. And that was, yeah. that was still a few years ago. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's... Yeah. They really try to make things a lot more mainstream. If anything, they're trying too much mainstream with people who are a lot less functioning, and then yeah. it's too much for them. But yeah. the autistic, the my autistic kids were totally fine That's in my awesome. class. They were great. I I do take that back. There was one girl that had autism that I wouldn't have known if I hadn't overheard someone talking yeah. about it. 
I had one that was like that and I had another who was a little bit more stunted, but still just as successful. Yeah. And just as good of a student. Both of them are in my drama club. It helped tremendously. That's awesome. With their confidence and with their ability to communicate and things like that. And it just, it, they just need the right environment. Yeah. Just like all of us. We all just need the right environment to thrive. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's different. We're all different and that's okay. Yes. They're just their own little unique snowflakes, just like we all are. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. It's just, it, this whole movement is very anti atypical. It's definitely a lot of fear mongering. Yeah. And a lot of negativity towards a very specific group of people. Yep, it's making them out to be monsters. It's making them out to be a unmanageable yeah. and a hindrance. Yeah, like it, and that what that's what then prevents people from being able to make improvements and being able to make steps and be successful. Yeah, because then parents and community people people in the community they think that they're they're not hireable they think that they're incapable and that's not the case at all yeah they just work a little differently which is fine i mean <laughs> like like you needing to have an an different space at work mm-hmm. like that's that's what you need to be able to be more productive yeah like I need walls around my office yeah. because I hear all that chaos and it's too distracting for me because I have ADD and anxiety. So, yeah. I mean, it's literally no no different. Yeah. I mean, it's probably different, but it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to liken my own anxiety to someone with autism, but yeah, no. I, that struggle is different, but it's just, an, it's, it's, I don't know. Those people are just as worthy and just as valuable. Yes. And apparently brilliant writers. Yes. Because holy a really shit, good writer. yeah, good God! Again, shout out to her because she's incredible and she stood up for herself. Yes, and I and she and did no a one else job. is. Yeah, no one else is. Yeah, no one else. Well, not that they can't, but there are a lot that there don't a lot feel of like people, and there's they a can. lot of people and a lot of parents that of kids that uh, of people with autism that think that their kids will never be as high functioning or able to function at a level that they are they don't Mm -hmm. think that they'll ever be able to have a get married have kids any of that and that's a hundred percent false yeah like the guy that my mom and i take care of Mm -hmm. i mean he's a little lower functioning though isn't he well he's he is lower functioning because he does have some mental um inability inabilities um he has other things, doesn't yeah. he, besides autism? He has um, what is what was once called mental retardation. I don't yeah. know what it's called now. Um, but he also has, like, anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, he... And selective mutism. Yeah. And yeah. he functions at, like, the, he has the mind of a five-year-old. Aww. And, like, he probably could have done better. If the school systems had been a little bit better, yeah, when he was younger, absolutely. I mean, he, he got pulled out, didn't he? Yeah, he, yeah. Um, he thought that people were making fun of him and refused to go back and like, like he was he was thrown into an environment with all these other kids and like couldn't handle it. Yeah, and then just ended up staying in the house. 
for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't start going out until my mom and I moved in. To take care of him, yeah. yeah. And go to the, his daycare thing and stuff. Yeah. 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 And he, I mean, there are certain things that he can do and there are certain things that he can't do. And mm-hmm. he's just, he's fun. And <laughs> he... um He's so sweet. Yeah. When we moved in. He cracks me up. Yeah. When we moved in, my mom didn't know that he could fold his own laundry. So for months, she was doing his laundry and folding it. And like, he he can move it from the washer to the dryer, but he doesn't know how to like work all the buttons mm, on it. Yeah. So like now she has him move it and has him fold it. But like his sister came over to visit one day and she saw that my mom was folding his laundry and she's like, he can do that. <laughs> uh, he's just letting you not. Yeah. He's just like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> have to do it anymore exactly oh my god he's hilarious <laughs> the other day <laughs> my mom went in to um ask him to move his laundry or something and uh he was he was supposed to be folding his laundry and putting it away uh-huh <laughs> what did he do oh my god i heard my mom start a sentence and then she just stopped. Oh no. <laughs> and she was like, okay. <laughs> just closed the door and went to the bathroom. And she came out. I was like, what was that all about? And she was like, he put all of his laundry on one hanger. Oh my God. What? And held it up like he was so proud of it. <laughs> god that's so funny he's awesome he is he he absolutely kills me i can see it yeah because he's nonverbal. yeah just look look at it look (laughs) look what i did oh my god that's so funny yeah but of course not all autism is that serious? No, and no, no. And, and not all of it is coupled with other mental illnesses either. And no. and he just he didn't have the same. He didn't have the structure that we have now. Yeah, either. no. And like a lot of, I mean, it's our understanding is still very backward. Yes, but I think it's getting a whole lot better. I think so too. Um, especially with shows like Atypical and yeah. things like that, and um, even Big Bang Theory. I mean, yeah. a lot of people say that Sheldon has autism yeah. or Asperger's or whatever. Asper- and it's yeah, the- it's Asperger's. Yeah. I think. Um, but there's Penny. a lot of yeah, Penny, Penny, <laughs> Penny. <laughs> um, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> God, I love it. I fucking love that show. But all of those shows show that people are able are very capable of living their own lives and. Yeah living i mean you know sheldon freaks out of course when when leonard wants to move and things like that but and yeah. he's very resistant to change but aren't we all yeah you know and it's just I, I a lot of that is bringing a lot more awareness and a lot more acceptance i think which is really cool and that's one of the ways that i think the media is actually helping but yeah this kind of shit is bull yeah it's bullshit <laughs> it's bananas b-a-n-a-n-a-s <laughs> 
Well, this was a bit of a shorter episode. Um, Which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I thought it w- it got the point across. Absolutely. That was a gorgeous article. Yeah. Nice work. And I, I didn't think more needed to be said. No. So. No, I think you got to the heart of the issue, honestly. Yeah. But looks like it's time for a game. Game time! <laughs> game time, game time, game time. Here, you take half and just draw one out yourself. How about that? Instead of... Yeah. All right. Ready? Yes. Give me... So, for those of you who are just now joining us, at the end of every episode, we like to play this new game called um, If You Had To, Would You, which is basically Would You Rather. Yeah. So, let me know when you're ready. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, I'm ready. Ready? Yeah. I don't know who went first last time. Um, I don't know what that means. I don't know who said theirs first. I oh, your your card. You don't know yeah. what that means. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I thought you meant you didn't know what it meant when I said I don't know who went first. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, um, it meant who read their card first, okay? <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Okay. What's yours? I read my card first last time though. Did so, you? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just said I couldn't remember and you didn't answer me. Okay. Oh, I thought I did. I'm sorry. Okay. So, would you, if you had to, uh-huh. would you, you're a meter maid, but you're also a reindeer, <laughs> or, <laughs> what's yours? You're a billionaire, but you projectile vomit every time you spend money. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I don't want nothing to do with being a reindeer. I don't either. <laughs> but that might be fun. I don't know. A maybe meter like, reader? Maybe it's like Zootopia. I don't know. Meter maid? I don't know. You projectile vomit every time you spend money. So like every time you draft from your account even? Yeah. Oh no. I hate throwing up. I do too. But it would be really nice to have money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And uh, meter, meter maids uh, and reindeer. Being a reindeer. This is a rock and a hard place. This is the first real rock and a hard place that we've had yeah. in this game. Um, I th- if I'm a billionaire, though, I could pay good you money. You pay somebody to pick it up. Yeah. And I could pay to keep my teeth nice mm-hmm. and help my throat. That's true. Okay, yeah, I pick billionaire. So, because uh, I would, yeah. you would be so discriminated against if you were a reindeer who was a meter maid. Yeah. Or... You could be famous, though. There's that, too. But you know, maybe you'd just be a freak show. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'd rather be the billionaire. billionaire. <laughs> I'd rather be the weird billionaire. Clearly, we're poor. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you can find us on social media. You'll hear all about that here in a minute. Um, definitely, please, we have so much more content coming for you guys. So we're really excited. So definitely head over and start supporting us on Patreon because we have a lot of really exclusive content that we have coming up. Yes. Maybe we'll get to record some teasers today. Who knows? Ooh, I don't know. Let's yay. See. Okay, yeah. So I'm down for um, that. But more than that, uh, we definitely always want you to remember no matter what disorder you have and no matter if you've been vaccinated or not, we want you to remember you are not a monster. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Check out our Tumblr blog at Talk Crooked for sources and photos. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Talk Crooked. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Please rate, review, and subscribe. 
We are currently a self-funded podcast, so if you would like to donate and receive a shout-out on air, please visit us at patreon.com slash talkcrooked. Eventually, we will start doing listener episodes. If you have your personal stories related to our previous episodes, email us at talkcrooked at gmail.com. For business inquiries or sponsorships, email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. Okay, bye.